It is good morning, comrade, for uh, the 29th of April, 2021. Uh, we have a our Thursday show. What is going on? We got Jeff and Robert uh, rocking and rolling. What's going on, dude? Uh, nothing much, man. You doing okay? You sound kind of low energy there. Oh, it's just been a long day, you know. I had like a middle of the day nap. I've been like just sleepy, uh, all that kind of stuff. You know, too many calls, too much work, all that kind of stuff. That sounds awesome, dude. Good to nap in. I like that. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Always good to get a nap in. Um, but yeah, man, what's going on with you? Uh, you know, just um, living, living that Corona life. You know, still. Um, you got roller skates now, right? It's I like, do. I've been. I'm trying to. I'm trying to skate, and I'm trying to fight the feeling that I'm too old because um, my shins are in so much pain right now from uh, attempting to skate. I can only do it like maybe 20 minutes and I have to tear my uh, skates off my feet because my shins are just ridiculously in pain. I finally got the right gear though. I was, I didn't know anything about roller skating. So I got, I got a pair I was being like a big guy. Like I'm the size 14. So the only skates I could find are 14, which are, um, they were like roller derby speed boots, which are cool. Like I like them. I, that's kind of the style I like anyway. I don't like the big boots with the heel. Um, but I didn't know anything about wheels, so I didn't know that these things have what's called the they have what's called a 92A on them, and that's just like a um that's how hard they are. Like on a hardness scale, like the a hundred is the hardest wheel you can get. So a 92 is pretty high up there, and that's for indoor only. So I was trying to take indoor wheels outdoor, and the wheels have no give because they're supposed to be fast and slippy for like super smooth services. Yeah, and it just feels like a jackhammer just going through your legs. So I finally got <laughs> got the right wheel. Yeah. Oh God! I finally got a pair of wheels, um, the big gummy like soft wheels, and they feel so much better. But my shins are just like killing me, and I'm, like I'm on splints or like yeah, yeah. I definitely have shin splints for sure. Oh no! Um, oh no! Yeah, yeah, everybody, everybody says that's normal. They're like, "Oh, that's normal. That's normal." Like, I just get worried when when you do things to try and figure out whether or not you're too old to do it anymore. Right. Because if you figure if the answer comes back that you are, then it backfired, right? I mean, not really. What I'm trying, it's like with the legs in general. Like with my legs, I'm like, "Oh man, my legs are so tired and sore," but I've got to keep at it, or they'll just they're just building muscle that like didn't get worked before. So I just got to keep on it a little bit every day. Like I halfway just want to like wear them to the office and just yeah. like have them. Cause like to break them in, that's what people say to do, but man, yeah. I can't be doing that. What if I got to go somewhere real quick and I'm just like skating through the office. <laughs> That'd be stupid. Yeah. Well, um, I, I, I ran track and like I had shin splints then cause I ran long distances and right. that ain't no joke. Those hurt and you can't it do nothing. Nope. <laughs> some. You just gotta, yeah, get them stronger. I guess that's yeah. all you can really do. 
what else is going on? I got it's a good value. Uh, we are not getting a kickback from Warner Media, but I wish we were. I got um, I got a uh, I got the HBO Max membership subscription, oh, whatever. Did you watch Mortal Kombat. I did. I watched Mortal Kombat. I it was. It I haven't watched it yet. It's it's you're not that put it this way you're not missing anything i'm not expecting a good movie I'm expecting no good fun. your expectations will be met then um it's fine to watch at home uh you, if you went to the theater i'd be kind of mad i'd be like oh this is not worth it um if you could combine the i see i don't know how to feel about it because this was like a hard r movie so it's like, oh shit, he's doing the fatality. He's doing the thing. Mm-hmm. Compared to like when we were kids and we saw the original Mortal Kombat movie, I feel like the original Mortal Kombat movie had more heart. And the original Mortal that, it, movie was a movie. Like it yeah. actually be a movie. It actually like, had people like that period, like, uh, like the Street Fighter movie. That mm-hmm. ain't no movie. They're just getting a bunch of characters and parading them across the street. Nah, screen. that shit was dope because it had Raw Julia and he took that shit. Is like the one ex- it had, it was not a movie, but it had a great actor in it. You know, the story of that too, because that was like his last movie before he yeah. died. And um, he was like, his his agent gave him that script, and he was like, Fuck you. He was like, What is this? He's like, I'm Raul Julia, I'm a real actor. I don't do I don't do bullshit with John Claude Van Damme. His kids just bullied him into doing that movie because <laughs> they were like, Dad, dad, please, 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 please. So he did that movie like only for his kid. That's awesome. His kids, but no, he's got he's got that line, like it's the most the like actory line of all actory lines. It's something like when he's in when he's Bison, he's gonna do like a Psycho Crusher, and he just yells at Jean Claude Van Damme. He's like, "When Satan came down from the sky like lightning, <laughs> some shit." It's like this is this guy is fucking awesome, dude. The one guy that can deliver that line, and that's the whole reason he was in the movie anyway. Oh, so awesome. Uh huh. Like, they need to bring that back in like the new games. That's a, the that's the thing. See, it's like a uh, part of the movie, the game, but like yeah, that is garbage. What I mean by that is like, okay, here's the thing. Like, I actually want to start playing Mortal Kombat again um, because I actually did play it for a while and I got pretty good for a casual. Like, Scorpion's my guy. Like, whatever. But the thing. I like as many thousands of hours I've poured into Street Fighter, and I'm very proficient in Street Fighter Five. Um, I like the Mortal Kombat game better because it takes like its whole lore, and it takes like its whole it takes like the whole medium uh, of the game. I'm probably saying that wrong. It takes like all the media that's gone before, and it's just like it plays off of that this like rich history of like trash and good and bad like comic books and cartoons and movies to where like street fighter plays everything. So deadly serious to where it's not, it's not fun. Like mortal Kombat's so much fun to play. Um, I don't know if you notice, if you're not like a super nerd, like one of the cool things they did, they have like, they have like, uh, they always have guest characters, right? So they have in this one, there's Rambo and he's awesome. The Terminator's okay. Spawn is great because he's voiced by Keith David, like from the HBO Spawn cartoon. Um, and then they had, did I say Robocop already? 
You know, I don't know if he said RoboCop. He said Rambo. RoboCop, Rambo. I feel like I'm missing another like RoboCop. huge. Okay, yeah, I was like whatever on a lot of these things, but then yeah, you can have like a like a Terminator versus RoboCop. Oh, action. it's so <laughs> dope, dude! And the way they've written so the characters interact with each other is so dope. And they'll say, you know, they have like stuff from their their movies and whatnot, and it's it's so awesome the way that they they put these little interactions with the characters. But the coolest thing they did, coolest thing they did was they put um they put they got Shang Tsung's back in this one, and then they did alternates for um costumes and also voice line actors and added new acting for Johnny Cage, Sonya. They didn't get Raiden because Raiden's Christopher Lambert, but they had all the, the movie actors do like new voice lines for the characters. That's wild. Oh, it's so just you know, so weird. Like again, like I never really played oh, games like after the first like three or four or whatever, you know. And they stopped doing when they stopped doing the like motion capture animations right. and they started putting like fully like animated stuff. I was like, I don't know, this isn't for me anymore. <laughs> well, you didn't you didn't miss anything because Mortal Kombat didn't start getting decent until. Mortal Kombat. They rebooted the whole series. Mm -hmm. So it's just called Mortal Kombat. It's the newest one. It's maybe like five or six years old. And then they did Mortal Kombat XL, and now it's Mortal Kombat 11. Um, but you didn't miss anything besides those three. Like I would definitely pick them up on a sale if you can get them. I don't know why. Uh, it's weird that Mortal Kombat 11 is not on sale with the movie out or whatever. Uh, but it's like the movies is the movies so I mean the games are so good because they just like it's like constantly like winking and nodding to like hey we know you like this and hey we know it's dumb yeah um, uh huh yeah and we know we know it's stupid uh, my favorite thing is um, even Aaron I was like Aaron you have to see this and she's like I don't want to see a dumb video game thing and I was like you'll like I was like you'll like it you'll like it so. They have the new characters in the game. They have uh, newish because she was in the last game too. But so like Jax has a daughter, and then also um, Cassie. I mean, Sonya and uh, Sonya Blade and Johnny Cage have a daughter. And it's Cassie Cage. She is a combination of the two, like the way she's written. She just so she, punching so she's like, I'm I'm badass special forces like army lady. Plus, I'm like super cocky. Like in between rounds, she's like texting with one hand on her phone. Oh yeah, and she she has a fatality that's so. Uh, she has a fatality where she like whips out um, a tonfa and just hits you in the jaw. So it smack. It just completely oh, severs oh. your jaw clean off. And then she gets behind you and takes a selfie with your like your dead broken. jaw, your broken jaw. It's and and, and Aaron was like. That's pretty cool. Uh, like, she goes, yeah, I like that. I was like, yeah, this is so amazing. So big up to NetherRealm Studios. Big up to the best Mortal Kombat player of all time, uh, black trans nerd hero, uh, Sonic Fox. Okay. Uh, love that guy. Have you ever seen him? No, I don't know who that so is. So he's a guy. He's obviously on the spectrum, and I don't mean that as a, uh, I don't mean that as a, as a pejorative. But he's like obviously on the spectrum, and I think this. Uh, I think that this is like a segue here. I think autism. This is not a professional. Obviously, I know nothing about nothing. I can barely tie my shoes. But I think that autistic people, like when you say somebody's on the spectrum, 
I think they're just like the next step in human evolution. I think that I think that like it it works kind of like the X Men, like sometimes you get a Wolverine and sometimes you get a Squirrel Girl. Like it just it's just the way it plays out. But the guy's mind, the way he just like he locks on to fighting games and the way he can just like true combo you one touch. Like if there's a one touch combo in in any fighting game, he's gonna find it and just like break and break the game wide open. But he's like the best Street Fighter player. I mean, the best Mortal Kombat player of all time for sure. Any of those Nether Realm games, um, the DC Universe games. Uh, the, um, but yeah, he's and so here's what he's going for. He, yeah, it's made by Never Nether Realm. It's the same uh, devs. But here's here's his deal. Here's what he has going for him. He's uh, he's black. He's on the spectrum, um, and he's queer, and he's also a furry. Oh, so cool. Sonic, Fo- Sonic Fox is like a literal, like it's like a literal thing, like because he wears, like he he wears his fursuit to the tournament, oh, and yeah. then he has like a he, he has this whole fursona, and then when he like is playing, he wears like a modified like kind of a knit cap with his like fox ears on it. He, he keeps his branding tight. He yeah, absolutely. He knows what he's doing. It's so sick. He was at some. Um, we'll have to like post it on our. We'll have to post it on the website or something. Or on Twitter, maybe I'll post it on Twitter. Yeah, put it on Twitter. He was at some, um, he was at some fighting game tournament and whatnot. He was, um, so they announce everybody and they bring them out, and uh, they have, you know, they're like, oh, Joe Schmo's from Canada, and Joe Schmo's from, and and Jane Doe's from Singapore, and so they have their picture looking all tough and the flag behind them of their country. For his, his he chose just to have like his first Sona. And behind him for country is just a trans flag. It's so dope. I was like, this kid is awesome. Yeah. But yeah, that's my uh, that's what I'm up to right now. Um, playing, still crushing you at magic. Um, <laughs> uh, skating and uh, getting back into Mortal Kombat because it's just fun. It's just yeah. fun. Tell your brother he needs to start playing Elite Dangerous again. Cause that the new um, the new whatchamacallit's coming out the new um, DLC where you can actually get out of your spaceship. Oh, okay. Odyssey. He needs to, he needs to get on that. Cool. Yeah, I can I can I can let him know. Right. Uh, he doesn't. Well, never mind. I don't want to call him out here. <laughs> no, anyway, um, so yeah, uh, there's a lot of stuff going on right now. Uh, Rudy Giuliani. <laughs> Uh, has gotten his home uh, essentially just like investigated, raided. Yeah. What would you what would you call it? I mean, he got a warrant served against him. Um, yeah. from what I what I can understand is that the warrant is for um, working for a foreign agent. I'm probably butchering this. I'm probably getting it all oh, wrong. No, Russia Gate finally coming through. Well, yeah, it did. I mean, Russia Gate was always a thing. Like, it's just not. I mean, it wasn't going to like Donald Trump was never going to be escorted away in handcuffs. But like, yeah, Russia, Russian interference was a thing for mm-hmm. absolute sure. Um, but no, so apparently he was involved, at least the warrant saying that he was involved in trying to get, uh, I want to say, Ukraine to run some kind of phony investigation against the Bidens. Uh, Burmese, um, uh, Burmese. Yeah. What a wonderful company. <laughs> run some kind of phony investigation against the Bidens in return, like a quid pro quo for whatever. I know we're not a news show, so I don't have it like notes in front of me. 
overturned the election, it appears a federal investigation of Rudy Giuliani Sorry, remains I, that, active. Oh, no, I was going to say, I think we have real media playing right now. Pursuing Giuliani's electronic communications is part of an investigation into his business dealings in Ukraine. It's unclear what prosecutors in the Southern District of New York hope to find in the correspondence. Giuliani has been under federal investigation since last year when his former associates were arrested trying to leave the country. In the meantime, Giuliani now distancing himself from Sidney Powell, a lawyer pushing huh. some of the most extreme election conspiracy. Sidney Powell's too toxic for this dude. <laughs> well, you know, Trump's going to be like new new phone who this? Like, yeah. who's a, what's a Giuliani? You know, that's what he's like. Month. President Trump won by a landslide. We are going to prove it and we are going to reclaim the United States of America. Sources say Powell has been at the White House twice in the last two days, urging the president to make her a special counsel to investigate the election, a move even Giuliani opposes. Let me say definitively, Sidney Powell is not part of our legal team. She hasn't been for five weeks. She is not a special counsel. <laughs> that was the, the new president. phone who is She does too. not speak for the president. Nor the so, yeah, so it's about um, it's carried as part of an ongoing investigation by prosecutors in the Southern District of New York over Giuliani's work on matters related to Ukraine and his business dealings with two indicted Soviet born associates. And it marks a significant step forward in the investigation targeting the personal attorney of Donald uh, of the former president, Donald Trump. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's where we're at. Uh, he's he's, um, he's getting uh, he's getting his house investigated and raided by FBI. <laughs> or, Let me ask you this. Um, uh, because honestly, as far as like a joke goes, like as far as like for comedic value, I, I that's kind of where I stop with this. Like I want the FBI to go after these guys because they're scumbags and whatnot. But um, to be honest, like it's not going to change anybody's material living conditions. Food on nobody's plate. But... Here's the thing. Um, I wonder, it's kind of unusual to, for the FBI to go after like a president's cronies, uh, uh, you know, who's out of office that could, you know, turn up evidence of wrongdoing against him and then against that president. And then I also noticed that the FBI is now g getting into the to the cop uh, execution in North Carolina. So I'm like, yeah. do you I mean, I wonder. I know this is very uh, generous, but it's like the Biden administration just judicially anyway, just like trying to clean house. I have no idea. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's a little bit more I'd like uh, to dream. I'd like to, to quote my boy Starvos from, you know, from come town. I want to dream to imagine, but geez, I mean, I, I would hope it would just be a nice thing that we've never really seen in our lifetime. You know? What? Like a, like a purge. Yeah. <laughs> what needs to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I guess the problem that I have is that, like, I don't really trust who Joe Biden's going to purge because he's going to. I mean, I guess there's nobody good in government, so maybe yeah. that's uh, maybe that's the whole point. If like like just cutting out some of the like absolute maniacs on the on the like fringe right wing and sort of like like making them toxic. I don't know if it's going to work though. Like that kind of thing works, and I don't know if like Biden has the like guts or the political instincts for that anyway. So I don't know. Maybe I'm just a pessimist. No, you're probably right. I'm I'm just kind of dreaming. I'm dreaming yeah, dream yeah. right now. That's all. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. That's 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 what I, I sort of see over there. I don't really know how to cover that. Other than that, just to sort of like, hey, this is happening. Don't know how to do analysis on it, just because it's like 
I don't know. When it comes to like people like Giuliani, I'm just like, what the fuck ever? You know, he's a, yeah. he's a clown show. He's a joke. And yeah. like, I do get nervous when feds do shit like this, but like, if they're, if they're going to do it anyway. And as long as they're doing it to fucking billionaires and like, like literal criminals, then fine. <laughs> See, know? I think that's a really good, I think that's a really good um, way to think about it that you shouldn't, um, for sure, should not, um, not rooting for the feds here <laughs> you know what i yeah, mean yeah you should you shouldn't be rooting for the feds but um i guess what i'm looking for is what i'm trying to say is that's like a liberal trap to where they're like oh no if they uh if the the whatchamacallit's um if the republicans do something bad then um then we shouldn't go after them because they'll just do the same thing to us that's like such like a liberal trap and I just hate when I hate when the left or the centrists like fall into that. And I think they should never do that. And it, cause it just makes me so, so angry. Yeah. And you also don't want to do like the libertarian thing where like, they're like one second they're, they're like, uh, Oh, I'm against like any kind of, you know, cancel culture for free speech or whatever the hell. And then as soon as that, like, uh, any protest happens anywhere near them, anywhere in their life, they're like, "We need to round these people up and put them in prison." You know, right? It just it just feels like uh, we've talked about this on the show. Is that the the right wing has no no problem pushing those buttons? Mm-hmm. They they will go after whoever they have to go after, and then deal with the repercussions later. To where the centrist liberals will just never never. Uh, they're they're playing they're playing the game by like a different a different set of rules mm-hmm. than 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 the right wing does and they always lose because of it. They're playing with like these weird gentlemen's agreements and well, I mean like with the um the like what had kept happening like Democrats like create their own roadblocks to then like stumble into and wreck into like the perfect example of that is the. Um, if you want to, you know, go back to a couple of months ago uh, and talk about the fifteen dollar minimum wage thing, and they were like, "Oh yeah, maybe we'll put it in the uh, uh, the you know big spending bill, but maybe we won't. It depends on the parliamentarian." And they just kind of created this problem that's not even an official problem that they didn't even have to acknowledge, and just like made that the thing that stopped doing the thing. You know, stopped them from doing the thing. They just made up a fucking rule. yeah like famous um boxing trainer i might have told this analogy went over this analogy on the show famous boxing trainer teddy teddy atlas said it best when he talks about um you know guys two guys train for a fight one guy will will start getting into like deep waters just start getting into the guys are fighting the rounds will start going on and then he says you know sometimes fighters minds will break but not all the way they're not defeated what they'll do is they'll make little deals with themselves and they'll go, well, if I don't hit this guy so hard, then he'll know what's up and not hit me so hard. But it's like, you have to remember that other guy has made no such deal with you. Yeah. And he's he's punching. He's coming for you. Yeah. And, and, and that's the other thing that like, like, I don't know to like talk about the politics thing, like every time and it works because like on a certain other level, like uh, Democrats have sort of always been like, oh, maybe we should get rid of the filibuster or whatever so we can actually get like laws through. 
or whatever the hell. Yeah. And then like they, but but if we did that, they say this to themselves. If we did that, then Republicans would have that same like ability if they ever win. And like it's never, it's always considered to be like a permanent. They, they never like expect themselves to like maintain popularity because that's not how they operate, exactly. right? They don't operate in a way that's going to be popular because keeping the status quo, keeping the sort of like neoliberal consensus in place means that people are going to be disappointed in you because you're because you're going to be terrible because your entire ideological framework and material framework is to suck, right? Yet your job in the in the in the government and then and then just to go on, like the Republicans like already know that and they already have like like the first thing that they do is that they start to like saber rattle in, in the reverse way and say are you serious? Do you want to give us free reign? Do you want to let us off the leash? And so, like, Democrats just always just turtle up and, like, like cower because they're, I mean, because, I mean, fundamentally, they're uh, a, a capitalist party that is interested in maintaining the status quo. But, like, also, they're just a bunch of w- wimps, you know? You know, and that's the thing. You've said it. You said it perfectly. I went, I got invited to the Karen, Karen Connor Peterson, who was the uh, the woman who ran for state rep here in Louisiana, I got invited to her quote unquote uh, victory slash watch party. <laughs> Took the L. So I went to that, and I was just like, I wanted to feel like bad for these people who invested so much time into this, but and then on the other hand, I'm just like, I don't feel bad at all. I was like, because you know why? These are the same people who will tell me Karen Carter Peterson just to, to save time for the people who don't live in Louisiana. She's just like a centrist, middle of the road, uh, you know, Louisiana Democrat, which isn't the worst thing you can be, but it doesn't excite anybody. So it's like she lost by, I think, double digits. And it's just like I'm getting tired. You know, if the Democratic Party as a whole were just like, look, triangulation is how we win. The third way is how we win. We've got to play to the middle. You're just a child. You're a petulant socialist child, and you don't know what you're talking about. Let us adults in the room like win elections while you dream of a socialist utopia. But if that was the case, I'd be like, and they were winning elections, I'd be like, oh, I guess you guys are right. Like, maybe I do need to reassess. But I get told all these things and chastised by these people just to watch their champions get mollywopped, get absolutely washed by double digits. Right. And I'm like, so what is the point of all this triangulation? And you're just gonna get you're just gonna get stomped out anyway. It, it, it's it's but it's because just what you said, they rather lose their way than win our way. Oh yeah, totally. I mean, because again, at the end of the day, what they don't want to do is upset the system that got them all the wealth and power that got them into the position that they they made in that huh? Absolutely. I mean, that's that's exactly what the problem is, right? Uh, and yeah, I mean, that's sort of the... <laughs> I don't know. It's sort of the... Um, it's the conundrum. It's the, it's, the, it's the quicksand that... The political quicksand that I feel like I've been in my whole life and why I can't... I don't have a home in the Democratic Party. Where like yeah. you know? Why would you want that? Because like, I want I want the power. I want to be I, in my dreams, and I feel like in a lot of people's, you would we would get into positions of power within the party, and then we would turn the gears. 
And I don't know if that's I, I look at the squad like sitting on their hands on stuff, but I, I look at all our quote unquote progressive champions who are more than happy just to sit on their hands. And I'm just like uh, my theory, what I would hope I would I would I would want more than anything in life is to if I if I won any office, state, local, or federal, and I ran the race I wanted to run, and within one term or whatever, I only had one term because I got you know I was too radical, mm-hmm. and I only had one term, but I I got something done. I'd rather do that than than be a a, a career politician just worried about my next election so I can stay in power. I, I just don't understand how these people, I do understand how they sleep at night. I do understand how they live, but it's just like, what? I, the, the, the voters day, should matter. be better than this. Like we should be. And at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. Does it? I mean, like, yes. like it, it, the, the, the situation is what it is. And like, it only matters, I guess, insofar as you can do anything about it. And the sort of thing that I look at when it comes to people like, um, like, like, uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't see like an, in terms of like the political system, I don't see like an outside like party, like coming in and like beating the Democrats back and like the way that things are. So like, there is a certain sense, at least that the Democrats are the only game in town. And then, the other thing sort of has to be, and this is the important part, um, like there needs to be a labor movement that's pushed for that pushes these things. Because right now, the way that you know a lot of the labor mo- movement operates is making deals with these folks, and so I guess uh, there's sort of like this middle, um, this middle ground or this middle like tier of like leadership that sort of. <clears throat> blocks the way for anything to actually happen because of the you know position that they hold and they they, they don't want that to be upset absolutely within labor and within uh the political system i feel like this is like the big this is the big thing we talk about all the time um mm-hmm. so it's like to kind of change the subject not to so we don't tread over the same ground all the time that this is where our conversation always goes to because it's so frustrating it is important to talk about but it's just so frustrating let me ask you though i was actually listening to uh i was like listening to the morning show at work and i didn't catch the whole thing you were talking about the mask mandate what was what was the deal on that like yeah, what, was your, what was your take yeah uh, i know it got lifted I mean, basically, like, uh, it's too soon, essentially. Uh, We're sort of making decisions or, you know, John Bell Edwards, not we. Um, But, like, uh, leaders, uh, elected leaders are making decisions, um, again, in the interest of making things feel normal, right? In in terms of, like, rolling things back to normal, quote-unquote, which basically to them just means the way things were prior to the pandemic. And um, get the the important part of that is getting, like, the, quote-unquote, economy back up and rolling. And, again, I mean, you know what, like, a quarter of the state or so, uh, a quarter of the people in the state are vaccinated. Like, that's Mm -hmm. fine. Why are you going to, like... 
make a huge policy change when things are going good and like erring towards caution is just like not really towards being considered. And then, and, and to be clear, um, like Louisiana compared to, you know, Mississippi and Texas our two next door neighbors has been like fairly, you know, good on this relatively speaking, not necessarily in absolute terms, but like relative to other States in the area. And I like I'm not trying to like give John Bell Edwards like a whole ton of credit if you know if you know what I mean. Sure. Well, I, this is where I feel like we can kind of have a a, a gentleman's argument here, mm. to where I'm not saying I I have a lot of pushback, and but I I think it's for different reasons than most people. So mm. I I obviously don't agree with like right wing chuds. It's like it's and it's 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 taking my freedom away from wearing a mask. Right, right, right. My my take is this. If you want me to wear a mask, if you want me to wear a mask to do like essential things, like go to the store, um, run errands, like do basic life, you want to wear a mask at work. Like I completely get it. But if you're telling me that non-essential things, and I understand it, that this will never change because we're done with federal money. Federal money is not gonna not gonna do <laughs> money to, to prop up. We're, yeah, we're not going to do money to keep businesses uh, afloat or do checks, $2,000 a month checks to people like we should be doing uh, at a minimum. But if you're telling me that it's safe enough to go to Disney, but I have to wear a mask there, and then if I'm going to eat my like Mickey pretzel, I can take the mask off, then it's safe to go there without a mask. But if you're telling me that it's not it's it's but if you're if you're telling me that it's not safe to be there without a mask then just none of this shit should be open oh yeah that's, that's all be closed. the other part of it it's such it's such theater like this is the part where the right wing has it right again but for all the wrong reasons well it's, and, it's, and it's complete security theater well and, and my sort of like strongest take on all of this to be like totally totally frank I mean, like in terms of how people operate and by that, I mean, like how people like sort of see like things in the world, essentially like there was a period of time where some people were like, ex like, you know, didn't have to go to work or would have to work um, uh, uh, virtual. That would be like mostly like middle class type people or I mean, a lot of people lost their jobs, um, but essentially every impulse uh, and a lot of people never stopped working, by the way. I don't want to like leave them out to be clear. Um, but like the the impulse essentially is like you need to get back working. It's like critical that you get back working. That's important, all this other stuff. And this gets to even beyond the mask thing. But like you have to be working, you have to be working, you have to be working. And then, oh, by the way, the things that you can't do are the fun things, right? Absolutely. Things that make life worth living. So like when um like when when you get this message from you know like Fauci or whatever saying oh yeah don't go out for Christmas or you know Thanksgiving or whatever like that's not gonna fly mostly because like wait you're telling me I can't go see my family but I gotta go fucking bust my ass at work eight hours a day every single day uh no fuck you you know mm -hmm. and. Yeah. Go ahead. The, 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 I think the, I think a lot of this is sort of coming around. Like the primary issue is like in America, people never. I mean, again, 
handled it probably worse than anybody else uh or and and definitely in terms of like comparable like there's not really a comparable country to america in terms of like you know the amount of money that we have or the size like america is fairly unique um and like the governance structure etc 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 but um like if you look at the u.s nationally i mean we had higher rates of infection we hired had higher rates of death than many many other places and part of the reason is there was no like lockdown here like in any real way all that ended up happening was a mask mandate and part of the reason for that was hey we're gonna we're gonna um try and keep things chugging along and give people as little as possible because it puts into their brains it puts into people's brains the very very clear message that nothing stops this fucking machine from running (laughs) no and you heard you heard that Mm -hmm. from our our legislators like oh we have to do this we have to do that and it's Mm -hmm. just insane no we didn't have to do any of that what we had to do the thing is it's we've it's a band-aid that we've just ripped off terribly slow. And then while we're ripping it off, we like poured rubbing alcohol on the, on the, the newly like halfway healed wound. Yeah. You're ripping it off. You're ripping it off with like spikes. (laughs) Right. Instead of just being like, you know, party's over in America for three months. Here's your checks. Go home. We'll see it. We'll see you when this is over. And we could have been back to the, you know, I'm, I've got cabin fever. I'm bored. I'm at work looking at, you know, where can I travel? Where can I go? I'm fully vaxxed. And it's just like, it's, it's pathetic because it just makes me so angry from a selfish point of view. I know people have died. I know people, you know, have suffered financially. They might to quote tiger King. I might, I'll never financially recover from this, but, (laughs) but I'm just like in my own selfish way, I'm just like, Y'all, we could have been done with this shit, but we wanted to fuck around. We had to have Applebee's open. Yeah. No, it's not what it had to be. So now we're left with this because we don't, we're too, this is, this is classic America, classic half measures, half step bullshit to where we're too afraid to just to do what actually needs to be done. So we're going to do half like performance security theater measures. And you're going to tell me, well, I can go out and eat, but I have to wear a mask. But if I'm going to take a bite of my churro, then I can take the mask off and that's okay. But then I need to put it back. The fuck just, just either, either it's good or it's bad. I'm sorry. It's that simple. Restaurants shouldn't be a thing right now. And, And like entertaining the idea that it might should be a thing is like, like, like literally entertaining that idea that like, we must have this like part of like normal consumer culture that was always been there instead of like attempting to like get food to people. Like when you, when you don't send a check to people and I'm not, I might be repeating myself when you basically have the, the federal government in the United States say to the people like, Oh yeah. Oh, you need money. Okay. You need some money. Here's like a pittance. Here's like $1,200. Uh, good luck with your landlord, you know, oh, we'll, we'll push it back a little while. Um, but here's, you know, another $600 and that's going to last you like almost a year. Right. Like, like the idea, I just feel like, I feel like I'm being punished. Hold on. Let me finish. Yeah, go ahead. Finish. finish. The message is very, very clear that they're sending when they do that. And the set, like, 
you're on your own, motherfucker. You're you're on your own. Ain't nobody saving you. You better get back to work. Otherwise, you're gonna, otherwise you're gonna starve. Your ass is gonna starve. That's the I, mess. I just feel like I'm being punished. Somebody that's like tried to do the right thing, wore my mask, got vaxxed, got both vaccines, and you're telling me I have to go. I can't go to Harry Potter Land Universal without my damn mask because, and it's because of assholes like Joe Rogan who don't know how vaccines work, telling people don't worry about getting vaccines. They don't understand how herd immunity works. And it's like, I have to pay right, for these assholes. Let's talk about Joe Rogan. So, fucking mad. so what did Joe Rogan say on his show? We said, oh, if you're young, don't worry about getting a vaccine. You know, it's, it's fine. My kids had COVID. They were fine. And you're just like, you obviously don't understand. You obviously do not understand how herd immunity works. You obviously do not understand how uh, how vaccines work. You don't understand like when polio was a thing, everybody had to get the polio vaccine. Mm-hmm. It didn't. It didn't matter. Like you have to get it because if somebody is is breaking that link in the chain. And I, I commented today on the, on the morning show. I go, man, if somebody could only explain to this guy why the UFC cage can't have links in the fence, I can't have holes in the fence, would be great. Why all the links have to be connected. Mm-hmm. They all have to, because if, if there's a break in the chain, then none of it works. All the part. You got a hole. <laughs> yeah. And then. I just, makes so weird, yeah. I mean, I mean, we could talk about COVID stuff all day. I mean, uh, there's also. I'm done talking about extrajudicial. I mean, I, but like police murder. Like I'm kind of. You done with that? (laughs) I'm not. I mean, America's not done with it. The world's not done with it. But I just, I can't take anymore. Like the police, every day I read, there's some state trooper in Alabama that just got picked up for like uh, sodomy and incest charges. It's outrageous. Our our piece of shit sheriff, uh, (laughs) our piece of shit sheriff tweeted out some bullshit about uh, sheriff's deputies who had died, not from any kind of violence, but just from like, you know, people die type of shit and i was like i'm very sad for their families i'm that that was somebody's child that they're missing right now somebody's mother father but this motherfucker had the audacity to tweet out uh say their names say their names you You run a goddamn jail that's under the fucking consent decree because they they treat people so bad in there i know people i know people who went to that jail and they had to physically fight deputies in receiving like when you first get arrested because they tried to take them to a cell without booking them. Literally trying to disappear people in, in, in New Orleans. And he's like, no, you're going to have to book me so people know where I'm at. So there's a record of me because I know once I go back into this jail, I'm gone and without being booked. It's, it's Man, fuck off Orleans Parish Sheriff's Department. Fuck mm-hmm. off all that shit. Fuck, abolish the police. But yeah, that, that was my police thing. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I mean, again, in, in light of what I mean, right now, uh, you know, friend of the show, uh, Andrea is down in uh, North Carolina. Uh, literally one of her neighbors was shot uh, by police. Uh, and, you know, from the from what was released of the video, uh, which was like a 20 second part of it, it literally looks like cops were like, like, rolling up on this dude like it was like eight cops in like five cars and just 
blocking this dude in and just high power rifle assassinating them. You know, like just I mean, from what 20 seconds got released, the yeah, FBI is looking into bit. it apparently. And and yeah. again, they have not released the full video, but uh yeah, shout outs to the folks on the ground in uh Elizabeth City uh for you know for fighting against the you know police uh police murder. I mean there's zero question that this was a murder. Um yeah, Andrea is doing God's work. Yeah, sure. uh, she was on the show uh, this week, um, this past week, to discuss it uh, in the early days. But they've been going for about a week uh, and uh, see no signs of stopping. Right now, the demand is to get the footage, um, the footage released. And as things have been coming out, um, it looks a lot worse uh, every single time. So there's a reason the cops are covering this shit up. <laughs> You know, and I listen to somebody like her, and I listen to Andrea, and she might be like, I'm one to talk, but she might be, you might think of her as bombastic. You might think of her as um, just very, just, you know, crazy because she's like, I, you know, get rid of all the police. We protect us. Like, I hate the police, blah, blah, blah. But the thing is, if you, it goes back to my, I mean, I'm not the only person who's ever said this. But it goes back to what's always been said of you have to start there at, you know what, let's radically change the system. And then you might hit a middle ground where you can, what you can't do is start negotiating with people who are, who are murdering you and then think that somehow they're murdering they're to, sure. <laughs> yeah, they're going to accept your proposals. You have to start with, you know, Stop you have to, first. you have to start with, no, we're, we're, we're tearing, we're, we're burning it all down, either physically, either literally or figuratively. You have mm. to start there first. Yeah, yeah. It reminds me. It reminds me when I was on a jury. It was just an insurance case, and uh, the guy's like, "Well, and we're all in deliberation, and they're like, well, I don't. I think they should get. She should get this. The the person who got injured from the insurance company. Well, what if we what if we gave, gave her half? And I'm like, well, here's here's where I'm at right now. Um, she should get everything she asked for, plus the uh, insurance company attorneys should turn out their pockets, and she should get that too. So that's where I'm starting from, and that's where you're going to have to back me down from. Mm-hmm. And I, and it ended up where like I I formed kind of a, a, a it was almost like a movie where a, 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 enough jurors were like, yeah, yeah, let's start there. And she ended up getting like everything she asked for because people wouldn't back down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There you go. There you go. All right, bro. Well, uh, what else we got? We uh, might be winding it down a little bit. I don't know. I feel like I'm kind of ranted out. Um, I mean, if you definitely have other things, I could stick around for a minute. But yeah, we are hitting well, let's, close to that time. Yeah, let's let's go ahead and wrap it up. Uh, yeah. Just, uh, yeah. When we started late. You had a whole. You had a whole meeting with the uh, quote unquote demo. Well, not quote unquote, but you, you you were consorting with the enemy. The the enemy. The Jefferson Parish Democratic Party. Oh, so. not tonight. I wasn't. I was tonight. Was DSA. oh oh, it was DSA. So yeah. you're you were doing a switch agent. Okay. Yeah. So tonight's DSA, and then what? Tomorrow is where you report on the minutes of the DSA meeting to the Jefferson Parish Democratic Party. Well, I mean, tomorrow. somebody got a snitch, right? There you go, King Snitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, obviously parody. 
Um, but anyway, uh, you have been watching or listening to Good Morning Comrade. You can uh, watch this show every uh, Monday through Friday, sometimes on Saturdays on uh, YouTube. Check out us. Check us out on YouTube. Uh, Good morning, comrade. Uh, you can also uh, check out our um, last show. Uh, we had a good interview with Ben Burgess. Uh, conver- uh, conversation. Uh, he's the author of Canceling Comedians While the World Burns, a book that just uh, it actually releases um, on Saturday as of recording. Uh, definitely a really good book. Uh, worth uh, worth picking up. Um, and yeah, you can uh, support our show by going to patreon.com slash good morning comrade. Uh, all right, Robert. Thanks for uh, thanks for hopping on. We'll see you right. tomorrow. Catch you later. Bye, buddy.